Holy shit, is this entry long awaited? I have been sitting on the entry for this film for a year. This movie came out September of 2021. I was really looking forward to it. I remember seeing it. I haven't watched it since. I haven't really had the enthusiasm to do it, which is kind of upsetting because I am a huge James Wan fan. I think he does um, tremendous work. I think anything he touches is usually gold. You know, he's the guy that kind of started the Saw series. He plays a huge role in the Insidious franchise, the Conjuring universe. His thing is like, you know, horror. That's what he's known for. You know, he's also stepped foot into things like... Um, uh, Aquaman and the Fast and the Furious uh, series, but like horror is his thing. Like that's where he made his name and he stapled himself as being a horror person. So, Malignant, being this film that he directed and was part of the story, um, part of the team that wrote the story and helped produce, it's like okay, he's got most of his hands in the pot for this one. So. It starts off great. It's like a really, really good kind of idea of where it was going. This this story of the, the back and forth that this character kind of has between like almost a split personality, but then like a, I think they described it as like a parasitic kind of entity that's sort of a twin but like the twins didn't separate all the way so it was almost like a like a Siamese twin but then the other twin didn't really grow to the point where it would have been another person so they are like these two they're these two different personalities that share the same body and share the same brain and the way that's portrayed is that this sort of other person is split on the same which again th this is something that's sort of was established at at like a very young age for the character so let's just go right off the bat with saying that even if it was so now again the the idea of the term malignant means they were able to kind of put to sleep this sort of parasite this other being and view it as it being a an almost non-existent. So when this when the character was very young, they were testing it to see what it really was. And apparently it also has, you know, supernatural powers and psychic capabilities. So while it has these psychic capabilities and these superpowers, they were like trying to test it and they realized it was uncontrollable, so they put it like to rest. And how they put it to rest was they did something that was able to have it lay dormant, like hence malignant, like almost like a malignant um, tumor. And I believe if I'm correct in stating malignant also means cancerous in a way. So if it means cancerous, that means it can kind of go dormant in some way, shape or form. So they were able to get it where this other twin went dormant for years, but it's still this thing that's on the back of the character's head that she hides in her hair. 
And, like, she goes years and doesn't realize that, like, oh, she's combing her hair and, like, she doesn't feel another nose or anything. Again, this was a year ago. I can't 100% remember that that little piece of detail where how she doesn't realize that she has another face on the back of her face. I don't remember that 100%. What I do know is that it does take a little while for you to realize that that's what the twist sort of is because they don't tell you that right off the bat it's just that she's having this issue where she's sort of living in what she thinks is a dream where she sees the death of people she cares about and really what it is is that she's seeing the malignant twin murder people that are getting too close because eventually something happens where the dormant cancer twin wakes up and then starts wreaking havoc on the town so as as the as the malignant psychic powered twin is running around like killing people and she's trying to figure out how she's sort of getting stuck in this and watching all of this happen and doesn't understand what's going on she slowly kind of feels like like nobody believes her and nobody can catch this thing. And then you start to notice that this thing runs really creepy. And it walks really creepy. And if you really take a look at what it is. Is that it, it's it's running backwards. <laughs> and it's running backwards because it's essentially the back of her. So when she's asleep. It uses the her back as its front. But her, the, her body is in shape that way. So to me I think that's a really cool detail that created a lot of good scenes and a lot of good kind of creepy moments in a way but where the film takes a really really bad turn after all of the like good horror and all the good kind of storytelling when the twist finally comes in that you learn oh yeah she it's her it's been her the whole time but it's not really her it's sort of this other her and then the thing takes over there's this really bad scene in a police station where it just goes from a horror movie to like this poorly conceived action sequence where it's like it's like they give it like a sword and they make it just murder this entire police station like you're in the heart of a police station and this thing has this ability to just completely obliterate and not get shot or anything once maybe i'm not even joking maybe 50 cops it's like something out of a out of a tony jaw film and the fact that this thing went from horror film to random tony jaw action scene is just a really bad direction decision like i don't get how james wan thought that was the way to go I would have rather a creepy chase. I would have rather maybe something that had to do with the psychic abilities that the thing has. I get maybe they were trying to take advantage of how cool it would look with the backwards legs and the backwards arms and how cool it would look to see that thing kicking and punching and slashing with a sword or whatever the hell it was, like this piece of metal to like slice heads off and stab police people. Like, it just didn't make any sense for the like the the flow of the film. It didn't it didn't fit. 
why it was there is still weird to me. And I feel like that's what gave it its its poor performance because it was not like received well. It's it it didn't hit its budget at all. I think its budget was like forty million, and I think it only did thirty, and that's really bad. Not even just for a James Wan film. That's bad for just any film. I think it's got like maybe seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's critic review but like the the viewership like audience review i think it's like 38 it's like at a six like a five or a six on imdb it is not um well well received by anybody it 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 is not something that i think people have actually spoken about since it came out unless you're talking about making fun of it as as sort of i am um, I did read, however, that it was sort of based on this graphic novel, um, that I don't know if I ever had heard of before, but I did read somewhere that it was, and I remember reading about it when it first came out, but I didn't remember seeing if that thing was real or not. I don't remember who actually wrote the graphic novel or what it was exactly called or where that sort of source material is. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Let me look in this thing. Critical response. Where is it? Where is it? Production on October twenty fourth, twenty nineteen. Juan clarified that the film is not based is not based on his graphic novel, *Malignant Man*. So actually, I was confused back then when I read this. Again, this is a year ago that I actually ever cared about this film. So *Malignant Man* was the name of a graphic novel. Let me look this up. A graphic novel that was written by James Wan. Oh, this actually looks pretty cool. This actually looks like it's got a pretty cool cover. And if it's written by James Wan, again, this is probably the only red mark on James Wan's kind of like like list. Like anything that James Wan has ever touched, like this is probably the only kind of negative mark. So he probably went from like a hundred percent to like ninety-nine percent as far as James Wan is concerned. But I mean, I I would give this graphic novel a shot. Maybe it's better than what Malignant was. Malignant Man is a superhero, and this is definitely not about a superhero. Okay, so he went on record saying that even though he has a movie named Malignant and a graphic novel named Malignant Man, which I thought there was a connection, but there isn't. But like I said, I read about this um, that October of last year when the film came out, later that September, and I waited for the October to actually see the film, and then I was going to do an entry last year about it, but then I never did. And I've been sitting on it, so I was just like, you know what, let me do it for this year. It's about time. Maybe kind of seeing it or kind of talking about it gives people this idea to maybe revisit it. Maybe they'll find some appreciation in it. I don't know. I, I, I don't plan on revisiting it because it's sort of disappointing, to say the least. Like, I really did like where it was going, and then I really didn't appreciate the turns it took for the third act. Like, the entire third act i mean the the ending you could appreciate like once you get out, once you get out of that police station scene you know the ending where it's like this inner battle between the the, um, the main character and her inner personality that she's discovering was laying dormant once you see how she's able to kind of win and then just become the all-powerful being like she's able to harness the psychic power but then lay to rest the the bad twin 
you kind of have an appreciation for that ending, but it's just, it's just this, you know, 15, 20 minute fight scene that belongs in like a, in like a 1990s, you know, action film, not a fucking 2021 horror film. I just, if you can't get past that, I don't blame you. I don't think anybody else blames you. I don't even think James Wan blames you. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't, I don't believe that it's it's going to be going down in history books for anything else than just being really upsetting that they put something like that in a film that was that could have that that really did have a lot of potential the story really has a lot of potential and maybe you know a remake maybe a couple of years down the line it's a bit early now but maybe a remake and just minus the friggin sword fight <laughs> and then maybe we'll talk like like how are we gonna have like insidious plus the power rangers like it just doesn't make any sense for this random sword fight and it's just so upsetting even now that i talk about it i'm like oh maybe i will watch it again maybe i'll give it a shot this halloween but no no i don't i i, I don't think i will <laughs>